they might have got married, but I don't think they're married. I mean, it's just his girlfriend. What do you know about her? How do you... She's a nice lady. I've met her three or four times. She's got a Facebook page. She sends cookies to my mom. I mean... Uh... So there's the brother. He uh, he was interviewed. Brother of the scumbag who, sh- who has killed at least 50 people in Las Vegas last night. Wounded hundreds others. Talking about dude's girlfriend. So she is a high roller hostess at one of the Vegas places. She, she was. This was based off of a report. Somebody found her LinkedIn profile. She had that listed as her job up until 2013 or 14, but she hasn't done that for a couple couple years, but that's fairly recently. Just trying to get a glimpse of this guy's lifestyle and have any guess as to what's going on. But Well, yeah, when, when there is a monster among you, you want to understand what sort of monster. Um, but as we've discussed many times, those answers are usually totally unsatisfying. Uh, we're going to take a, a look at a bunch of texts in a second. Um, the number is 415-295-KFTC, 415-295-KFTC. Or if you'd like to uh, email us, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. Just spell it out, um, armstrongandgetty at yahoo.com. I was watching a little of CNN, and their political analysts, like their main political analysts, were talking about what a great little speech the president just gave and how it was pitch perfect and so important. All right, fine. I, I don't find that stuff important at all. It's interesting that the Trump-hating CNN media thought it was wonderful. I don't know. That's a different outlook than I have on life, where you look for the president to come out and, like, heal you on these things, to heal the nation. I I don't get that at all. Well, the Founding Fathers understood humanity wants a king. Everybody wants a big daddy. And it's an unhealthy impulse, I would say, uh, for a free people. But, yeah, looking to the president for everything, all legislation, all budgeting, comfort during times of trouble, healing after mass shooting. I don't quite get it, but that's a tangent. I will run through these kind of fast just so you can see a couple of themes emerging. So we ask the question, what has changed? Why have five of the top ten worst shootings happened in the 2000s that have occurred in American history? Not to mention a number that were plenty notable and horrible. Yeah, but why why is this happening more often? What has changed? Spirituality and religion are fast fast fading. Our young citizens do not have uh, guidance from the Lord. That is a good point. Uh, loss of civility and civility and respect for life. This all started with '60s cultural revolution. Lack of religion. Another one says, um, "You guys are failing to consider how we have left the Judeo-Christian faith and how we don't recognize what is good and what is evil." Uh, what's changed since the '40s? The constant barrage of the media. It's easy to access info and become famous. We got a lot of those. He went out with fame. This is a different one. There's already an article I saw on Facebook titled Five Things You Need to Know About This Scumbag. It even had the value of his home. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah. The fame thing definitely plays a role. 100%. Again, our panel of mental health experts agreed unanimously and forcefully that the desire for fame and everyone to know my grievances is at the heart of why a lot of these people do what they do. They've seen it many times. You get your grievances aired. What has changed is social media and the recognition of stupid behavior. Take a look at Jackass. They're famous for nothing. I want to know if these shooters were on antidepressants. Yeah, we got a couple of emails about that, too. Got a lot of those. One from another text. One thing most of these shooters have in common, antidepressants. So three themes emerged. Uh, lack of God. Everybody wants to be famous, and you get famous by doing this. We give them what they want. 
and the antidepressant thing, which I don't know much about. Is that true that most of these people have been on antidepressants, or is this a internet rumor? I know that several have. And, and that those a, can cause uh, suicidal feelings, uh, emotional flatness, lack of empathy, that sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, in some people. Yeah, there are a lot of people that this is their big cause. They think the overprescription of those things has contributed to a lot of uh, heinous violence. Wouldn't take a I lot. I haven't really dug deep into it, but it, it rings fairly true at first blush. Wouldn't take a lot, would it, if uh, mm-hmm. if you could, if antidepressants shaved off 5% of empathy? That might be enough for the angriest among us to do horrible things. Plus suicidal feelings. Right. Uh, so I don't know. That's 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 certainly one worth looking at. I want it to be something like that, that we can point to specifically. Antidepressants, they either need to be changed or cut way back or whatever. And more carefully yeah. monitored, et cetera, et cetera. If it's, if it's culture and God, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one to change. Yeah. And I hear you atheists. I hear you. Some of you are my friends. Saying you don't need religion to know that murdering dozens, perhaps hundreds of people is wrong. Yeah, you're absolutely right. On the other hand, to have a specific moral code that you study your entire life makes a difference. Well, those Muslim extremists have a specific moral code and study that their entire life and believe in God very much. And then they shoot a whole bunch of people. Right. That's what the anti-religion crowd would point out. Which is why uh, several of our texters pointed out specifically Judeo-Christian principles. Mm. Um, particularly uh, within Christianity, uh, there is no excuse ever for, uh, you know, doing that sort of thing. Now, this is a obviously as non-scientific a poll as you could possibly come up with, as it is just by definition our audience that is weighing in on it. And the three themes that emerged were antidepressants, lack of God, and everybody gets famous. Um, I'm guessing if you did this on NPR, at least one of the themes that would emerge is the guns. That didn't come up on ours. Mm-hmm. In fact, I don't think we got one. I'm guessing that that'd be pretty prominent on, on a lot of uh, a lot of places. Gun thing. Too yeah. easy to get guns. Well, your, your anchors on those shows, they don't know the difference between automatic and semi-automatic. So, you know, their analysis of this sort of thing is usually utterly idiotic. But I don't fault people for being desperate for answers. It's, it's going to happen. It's unthinkable. You know what I, I figured out? It was I guess it was during commercials. I was watching various videotapes and, and looking at accounts and the rest of it, and I realized that my breathing had gotten extremely shallow, like in a fight or flight, uh, you know, state. And, uh, and, and I think a lot of people, as they're contemplating this, are feeling that same thing. You know, the feeling of danger and horror and, and, and confusion and the rest of it. Ugh, terrible. How how much of this comes out of the 24-hour news cycle, the cable news world? So if you're in social media, it's even worse, but this old guy could have been sitting around watching cable news. It makes you think the world's going to hell. Yes. It makes you think that, that, that life is just so beyond recognition from what it was years ago that, that everything's off the rails. What have we said a thousand times? The best way, by far the best way to keep you tuned in is to make you afraid. Yeah, I don't think that we as people 
are developed enough yet to handle the bad news of 7 billion other people right. Right. on a minute-to-minute basis sure. being beamed directly into our pockets. Well said, uh, Positive Sean. And, you know, to kick it anthropologically, as we like to do, it's as if we were being attacked by a lion every 45 seconds. Right. And it's going to attack your, it's going to affect your psyche. So you combine that, and I think that's a great point, a feeling of constant siege with the knowledge that when you take out your anger on as many people as possible, you will be famous and your grievances will be aired. You have certainty of that. You combine those two things, yeah, I think the development of the modern 24-hour media is a huge factor, a huge part of the answer of why so many uh, of these things right now. You know, it's, uh, again, uh, almost nothing is only one thing. And if you're trying to explain why, you know, why more of these things are happening, um, you know, you've got to have, it's like, you know, having a, having a, a motive, a means, and an opportunity to commit a crime. And uh, if you uh, you professional investigators want to weigh in, you want to email or text about this, I'd love to hear you flesh this out. But, yeah, we've we've identified a couple of things that might be motive. Um, uh, the left generally concentrates on means. You know, where'd the gun come from? How'd you get the mean? The gun. Um, but then, you know, the, the, but motive and opportunity. Well, opportunities always existed, but nobody took advantage of it. So it all goes to, to where that psychic motive is coming from, in my mind. I know I have a darker view of the world uh, since the 24-hour news cycle became what it is than, than, than I would have otherwise. No doubt about it. I would not have known about the mom who did something horrific to her two-year-old in Brooklyn. I just wouldn't have known about it. Right. 30 years ago, 40 years ago, 50 years ago, you wouldn't have known about it. That now, lion wouldn't have run at you. Now I know about every one of those stories that happens everywhere in the world, and I, and I don't read them, but the headline mm. is there if you're looking around the news and just, yeah, it, it gives you a, a dark, not good view of humanity, which isn't healthy. Then you add in whatever else, antidepressants or whatever else you need, and all that other stuff you just mentioned. Who knows what the rest of the stew is, but that's certainly part of the mix. So uh, this morning, I was planning on talking about the Supreme Court session that's about to start up because there are all sorts of really interesting cases. I mean, blockbusters, huge. Oh, yeah. The one on gerrymandering. Oh, momentous is the word. Uh, the old lady, the tiny little old lady. What's her Ruth name? Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yeah, she actually said that. It's going to be momentous. This is a momentous session for the Supreme Court. If I became a rapper, I would consider using the name momentous. It's pretty good. Just, uh, you know, for the sake of the argument. Uh, so uh, my plan this morning was to talk about the Supreme Court stuff, uh, try to make it interesting. And also I was going to tell you about this grueling hike Judy and I took up in this year in Nevada. I mean, it, it was grueling, uh, but it was absolutely gorgeous. And, and it gave us a chance, hours, uh, to just talk about life and our plans and what we're doing and what we might be doing wrong and the rest of it. And, uh, and there was serious discussion about the psychic cost of taking on the horrors of the world oh. every every day to come in here and talk about them. Oh. And, and listen, listen. We're, we're not cops or emergency workers, but it ain't good I, for you. I ain't complaining. I got it good. And as I've often said, if you catch me complaining, slap me hard. I'll be um, right in. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, uh, and I, I'm, 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 I'm talking about this. I'm, 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 I'm talking about this not for me, but for all of us. We're hurt and we're doing ourselves harm. 
We absolutely are take, trying to take in all of the horror of humanity, seven plus billion people on an entire planet. Nobody was designed to do that. Oh, Lord, no. No. Oh. Uh, the more I, I think about it, the more unhealthy it clearly is. I would like to hear all that, including the rundown of what the big cases are in the Supreme Court, at least the, the, the headlines. Plus, you got a bunch of flutes given to students in Orange County. They might be contaminated with semen. And I don't want to hear that story. Semony flutes. So that's back to what you are talking about earlier. It's just a random horror. Now, if I was going to be a jazz musician, I might call myself Semony Flutes. <laughs> but rapper, momentous. Gotcha. Uh, so our text line, 415-295-KFTC. We learn any more about this freaking idiot. We'll tell you. Um, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Gotta pass this along. Hillary Clinton injected politics really fast. And, oh, uh, and, Go and, away. And, you know, when Trump or Bush or whoever does this sort of thing, it's a big deal. So Hillary Clinton's first tweet an hour ago, Las Vegas, we are grieving with you, the victims, those who lost loved ones, all affected by this cold-blooded massacre. That's good. But seconds later, Hillary Clinton with this tweet. The crowd fled at the sound of gunshots. Imagine the deaths of the shooter had a silencer, which the NRA wants to make easier to get. Right. Immediately to the uh, the NRA card, which, you know, maybe you think it's a good thing, maybe you don't. Uh, followed by, our grief isn't enough. We can, we must put politics aside, stand up to the NRA, and work together to stop this, stop this from happening again. So she jumped on the, uh, it's about the NRA thing, pretty dang quick. Well, there are two possibilities. She either truly believes this to her bones, or it is an awful, desperate attempt to become relevant again. Oh, I, I think, well, I think probably both are the, yeah. both of those. Yeah. I think she believes it to her bones, and, and, and a lot of you do, but, uh, yeah. Quick change in topic, then I'm sure, sure. we'll go back. Uh, has anybody else downloaded the new uh, iPhone operating system update? Anybody who owns I an iPhone? It. I've been delaying it for, for a little bit. It is an uh, increasingly infamous battery suck. It will drain that mother hunker down. Because of various, you know, as the apps try to play nice, as I uh, read somebody say, with the new operating system, there are various things that are triggered or untriggered that you probably set or unset. Long story short, really good piece in the USA Today, online today, about what to do to go into the guts of the settings. I don't want to go into the guts of the settings. Leave my stuff alone. Oh, you know what? Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Bellow the bellow of the wounded beast. Because that was good. There's nothing you can do. I get you're annoyed. You, you go to this. You go through it. It will help. Yeah, it but, will help significantly. Okay, I'll say it once. Then I'll then I'll move on. All right, but, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome the Angry Beast. <laughs> you 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 tech companies. Every time you're trying to help me, you make my life more difficult. Quit trying to help me. I wish there was an option for, I'm happy with the way things are now. Right. Just fix the security stuff. Only security updates. Can you sign up for that? The number of times the New York Times updates their website and it makes things worse is like 90% of the time. It happens all the time. Quit quit changing things. Just leave it alone. I'm happy with it is. I wish I could opt out on almost all these things. Is it actually worse or do you hate all change? I don't hate all change. Some, every now and then something's better, but most of the time it's worse. You either get more ads or it's slower 
or more complicated where you added multiple password security stuff. Okay. Everything's too secure. I don't need everything to be this secure. What if somebody found out that you're ordering a cake from Costco for your kid's birthday party? I don't care. Hacked into your stuff. Oh, hey, speaking of change, and that's a hint, you'll never guess what I did this weekend. First time in ages. It was a throwback. Hashtag throwback Sunday. Listen to that. Gladys got to play the harp. Man, Gladys has been sitting in there bored to death. (laughs) So... I haven't done this, I would guess, for 20 years at least. Joe hasn't done this this for 20 years. What could it be? The word, the hint was... Tap dance? Change reminded me. The word change might have multiple meanings. A little crossword puzzle uh, stuff here for you. I hope it's not something like trim your toenails. Hit your feet. (laughs) Wash your feet. I've showered. (laughs) No, I, uh, okay, here's another hint for you. It was a little gross to do. Then I was right. Trimmed your toenails. And so I wiped something off on my shorts before I put it near my face. Change. 20 years. A little gross. Near my face. Oh, my God. I hear you right now. I'm picturing two or three of my friends thinking I made 20 bucks the hard way down at the Greyhound station. No, that is not what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, over the weekend, and if you guess this correctly at home or in your car, you've won an Armstrong and Getty Uffin mitt. I used a payphone. Oh, really? Yes. Where'd you find it? Uh, campground. Okay. Judy and I were off on our grueling hike out in the middle of nowhere. We hadn't had a cell signal for hours and hours. And uh, and, and, and it worked? Then we got to this mountaintop, and all of a sudden our... Uh, our phones go bing, 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 bing. And this Delaney May desperately texting us from Virginia, where she goes to college. And then instantly we have no signal again where it came from, where it went, I do not know. But uh, we, she needed to know something quickly. And so we thought, what is my well, blood type or something like that? Like something well, it wasn't an emergency, but mm-hmm. it was it was important. Um, and so we, we went to this uh, campground place and we we're thinking we could ask the management to use their phone or something. Uh, and there's a payphone right there. And I had change for like meters in my in my uh, glove compartment. Rotary dial or punch P- button? Uh, punch button. Mm-hmm. Put four quarters in. You could talk a to dollar? anybody on earth for a dollar for wow. two minutes. Wow. Called her up. Great time to be alive. Oh, it was amazing. But I did. I remember cell phone. I remember d- d- payphones, though. God knows who was using it last. They had their hand on it, put it to their face next to their mouth. They they probably sneezed on it. I like um, payphones. I wish they I wish they still hung around. Drug dealers ruin them, right? Uh, among other things, yeah. But yeah, I needed to talk to my kid across the country, and for a dollar, I did. It was fantastic. You should have made a collect call. I you actually you could do that yeah. in multiple languages, according to the stickers on the phone. <laughs> uh, muchas gracias. Uh, but I thought, nah, she would have no idea what that. She would be so completely befuddled by. I have a collect call from a Joseph Getty. She would think it was a, a scam, a, a collections call. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> a collect a what? Yeah. So yeah, I spent the dollar. My grandmother still tells me that she can call collect if I need to mm. to, to call and talk awesome. to her. So that's sweet. It is. Uh, no, people already, uh, people all already were guessing, but they're too late. You revealed it. Uh, you cross-dressed for the first time in 20 years, no? No. Touched his toes, no? <laughs> oh, no. It'll take 20 more. Um, but we did get a couple of texts, uh, 
label this podcast old men yell at their cell phones. But uh, the new iOS is a, is a, a battery drain, according to many, many people. Yes. And somebody said, yeah, when they update iOS or any other app, it's like someone came in and rearranged your desk yeah. in the middle of the night. It is like that. Leave yeah. my desk alone. Um. So, yeah. And then something grim. Maybe we'll get to that later. What's coming up in your news, Marshall Phillips? Well, President Trump on last night's Las Vegas massacre. We've got California taxpayers taking another big hit because of the crony train. And more from the just-released O.J. Simpson. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. The crony train, the $100 billion project that exists for only one purpose, to hand out taxpayer money to the government's cronies in California. That one, Marshall? That could very well be it. Wow, the greatest theft in the history of state government? Wow! Um... So, yeah, everybody's uh, waiting to see if there's any chance of finding out what we can know about this scumbag weirdo and somehow protect ourselves because of it. I'm not hopeful that that will occur, but we'll get that info at any point. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Interesting in that we're we're used to... uh, in the modern social media age, you find out so much about people so fast. This old scumbag who murdered all these people, very little coming out because he didn't have hardly right. any social media presence, it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you know, when, they, when younger people do it, all of a sudden, you know, God, so much about them so fast. And it's, it's useless. And tells you nothing. It's useless. Well, usually you know if they're, uh, you know, they've been uh, saying up with ISIS or something like that pretty quickly. For instance. Yeah. Let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Well, President Trump says we're joined today, all Americans in shock and grief after the mass shooting last night in Las Vegas. Trump was talking from the White House this morning. He brutally murdered more than 50 people and wounded hundreds more. It was an act of pure evil. Trump going on to add, in memory of the fallen, I have directed that our great flag be flown at half-staff. I will be visiting Las Vegas on Wednesday to meet with law enforcement, first responders, and the families of the victims. At least 50 people killed, over 400 injured, the suspected gunman firing at concert goers from the 32nd floor of the Mandalay Bay Resort and Casino. Clip after clip after clip, bullets flying everywhere, everybody running. It was really, really bad. They were ricocheting everywhere where we were. So it, it was, they were firing from somewhere high and they were unloading clip after clip after clip after clip. It looked like smoke from Mandalay Bay, and then everyone said drop, and everyone dropped, and then everyone just got up, and they said run, and everyone started stampeding and charging and knocking over grills, jumping over fences, getting out. Boy, the, the problem with that is I don't know who she's referring to with they, but they often don't you know know what's the best thing either, if you're looking for right. guidance on these things. They said drop. They said run. I don't know. I don't know. I hope I'm never in one of those situations. Well, I was just reading about the fact that they had not identified where this guy was, the cowardly shooter, uh, by the, the, you know, some eyewitness saying, yeah, down five floors and over four windows or anything like that. It was the smoke alarm that went off. And it, it, 
took about 20 minutes to get to where he was since the shooting began. Um, if they'd have to go floor by floor over several floors, they just had an idea. That would take such a long time, an amazingly long time. But luckily, the smoke alarm went off in his room. And they figured out pretty quickly, okay, it's that room, and, and went, right. and, and then the guy offed himself, or so we've been led to believe. And now the next scumbag knows, disabled the smoke alarm somehow. You might have an hour. With California's crony train already plagued by cost overruns and construction delays, the LA Times is reporting that a 119-mile stretch of track being built in the Central Valley in California looks like it will come in at almost $2 billion above estimates. How many miles? 119-mile stretch of track. So a tiny fraction. So when when this $12 billion project became what it's most recently become, around a $62 billion project, I've been telling you over and over again, minimum $100 billion, minimum, and probably significantly higher than that. This is what I'm talking about. I, I have no fear of contradiction. This this thing will never be built. It is a tens of billions of dollars boondoggle. And, and if, uh, God help us, it ever is built, and then nobody will ride it, it will cost $140 billion, maybe $200 billion. O.J. Simpson was released from a Nevada jail just after midnight on Sunday. He's going to be staying in Las Vegas for the foreseeable future because... While the state's parole and probation agency approved a residential plan, that plan does not currently include a move to Florida or any other state. So O.J., after he got out of jail, was stuck at a gas station after he was released, obviously frustrated that he's being bothered by paparazzi and that he's stuck in a car still five hours after his release. Hey, man, look, I've been in nowhere, Cal- I've been in nowhere USA for the last nine years doing nothing. Nothing has changed in my life. What do you guys, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, there's nothing changed. Now. Please, uh, can I have a break here? Paparazzi asking him, OJ, OJ, how does it feel to be out? Hey, how in the world? Y'all been, y'all stalking me. <laughs> Jesus, man. Where you guys well, one, no, none of your business. Two, I'm in the car for the last five hours, so how do I know how it feels to be out? How did they find him? They left him out in the middle of the night. Yeah. So that nobody would follow him. His car left the, 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 the jail with nobody tailing him. How did anybody figure out where he was going? Just he the, left the jail with nobody aware of being tailed. I don't, maybe, I don't know. They staked out all the well, gas they, stations. They, they found a way. They went to great lengths to make, to, 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 to make it a random time, middle of the night. So In a white SUV, please. <laughs> and he's five-hour drive from the jail. Right. How did they encounter him there? Did they just, like, do math and figure, well, he had to go one of these directions. There's only so many roads. He really likes SUVs. He'll run so out of gas right. about here. I can't imagine. Is that what they did? They pulled know. out a map and a protractor, and they did a, circuit, a circle and said, ah, he'd be right around here. Of course, all these gossip rags and the paparazzi publications and websites, they all use stringers. So they put out the word to all their uh, otherwise unemployable jackass weirdo scum uh, <laughs> reporters that look ten thousand dollars for any footage of OJ, fifteen grand if you get him on tape, et cetera, et cetera. So the state is swarming with these guys. 
Yeah, and you would call every gas station, perhaps, and say, hey, if you see OJ, let us know. Give right. you a thousand bucks. Mm-hmm. It's like, how you know, Ryan Gosling looking nothing like Ryan Gosling with a beanie and sunglasses and a brand new beard lands at LAX, and all of a sudden there's 20 pictures of him. How does that happen? God, that would suck. Oh, yeah, please. But in OJ's case, though, he's a murdering scumbag, so who cares? There you go. That's a wrap. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the voice of the West. Back to horrifyingly grim. Chris Siliza, or however you pronounce his name, of the Washington Post says the number is 58 dead now and 515 injured. Good in Lord. The, the sheriff just did a, an updated press conference. That was, okay. Those were the numbers that they were sharing. Any other details we'll pass along to you. But yeah, that number that number could go very high. You got 500 people in the hospital. Well, and you had 30,000 people at a concert in, in raw panic. The tramplings and... You know, the non-gunshot injuries are in the hundreds. Not to mention the gunshots. God dang it, that is gruesome. Uh, anyway, our text line, 415-295-KFTC. Are you going to tell us what the big Supreme Court cases are? Yes, for I will, finally. News awesome. we can use. Coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Vegas scumbag was 64. The guy that shot up that congressional baseball practice was 66. That's kind of interesting of recent mass shootings of guys in their mid-60s. Yeah, I wonder, uh, maybe we could have one of our crack staff members track down how many of these recent shooters were actually on antidepressants. I'd like to know that. Yeah, Um, Um, to the the extent that it's knowable. The FBI has stated definitively no connection to international terrorism. Mm, yeah. So, so the desperate death cultists of ISIS trying to claim "quote unquote" credit, idiots. So, what we would have been talking about today, certainly, and and we'll be talking about it in the near future, was the momentous, according to Ruth Bader Ginsburg, uh, Supreme Court schedule that is just starting today, October. One for the history books, according to uh, various thinkers. October means Supreme Court season. That's right. They sit down today and get back to work. They put on their hoodies and their jeans, you know, put aside their T-shirts and shorts and go decide, uh, you know, what the law means. So a number of blockbusters. Number one, there's this gerrymandering case. I know you say gerrymandering. I say gerrymandering because I'm better than you. All right. What's gerrymandering? It's the art of it's the design of voting districts in a way to gain political advantage, which I was told uh, in eighth grade social studies that is illegal. Ah, yes. But here's the rub, Jack. This is um, Gill versus Whitford. If you want to keep track of this sort of thing, the problem is the Supreme Court has never and this is quoting from a 2004 decision never really come up with a workable standard to decide when the building of a district to group people of a similar set of needs, et cetera, et cetera. When does it cross a constitutional line? How much is too much? So they they draw congressional lines like to carve out a part of a city that's all, you know, uh, black people, for instance, and then they'll carve out a chunk that's this or that. And the and the the R's and the D's draw these lines together, depending on the balance of power in that state. 
so that the R's and D's often draw these together so that they can so they so they, there's not that many that they have to fight over. Right, they're they all like, safe districts. They like the idea of you can't lose in this district, mm-hmm. so you so you can spend all your money just in a couple of places. And there's which some, isn't what we want as uh, voters, right? And there's some belief that that leads to more extremes in each party because the only way you get booted out of office is if somebody leftier than you or rightier comes along. I I, I would suggest that drawing these bizarrely shaped districts because then you know how people are going to vote is on its face anti-American and and ought to be dealt with. But again, um, it's a little more complicated than it seems, but the Supreme Court's never figured out exactly how far is too far or what their standard can be. You know, will it be like the uh, decision about pornography famously? I can't define it, but I know it when I see it. Um, that, but, you know, that's, that's not very satisfying. But a strong ruling on this could really upend elections. Huge. Yeah. Absolutely huge, uh, huge uh, decision. It was filed by, uh, the Democrats of Wisconsin who think they're taking it in the shorts. Um, you could because have, of the maps drawn after the 2010 census. You could have districts that have been safe forever all of a sudden com- completely competitive. Right. Or go the other direction after years of being either blue or red. Several prominent Republicans have hi- filed the briefs in the Supreme Court saying the same thing. They agree that it's gone too far. So we shall see. Uh, there's a second voting rights case uh, that's a little obscure. We'll get to it if we have time. Uh, your, your, your baker in Colorado. Gay cakes? Bacon a gay cake. Is there such thing as a gay cake? Listen, I would like to decide this one now. I know uh, a, a number of the Supreme Court justices listen to the Armstrong and Getty show every day in their robes. We appreciate it. Yes, Positive Sean? Uh, quick counterpoint. Is there such thing as a straight cake? Mm. Back to you. I assume the justices l- listen in those old-timey radios like from the FDR fireside chat. These people are so old. This is the Armstrong and Getty show. <laughs> That's right. Everybody's voice is inexplicably thin. I was surprised the Supreme Court has not... Th- this has been an argument for so long. I didn't know they hadn't decided whether or not you have to make a cake for a gay wedding. Here's the decision. And again, I've made this clear. I don't know why it's gone to the Supreme Court, the Court of Joe has ruled. You cannot compel somebody to exercise their creativity for something they don't believe in. You cannot force a Jew to write a song glorifying the Nazis. You cannot compel a poet to praise domestic violence. So you would allow whites-only restaurant counters, apparently. Wrong. If a public accommodation is a uh, commodity, if one uh, one transaction is not differentiable in a serious way from the next, it's a commodity as opposed to a specific creative endeavor. So well, then you, you, got, you can't discriminate. So you think the Supreme Court will rule that he does not have to make a gay cake, or gake, if you will? Yes. No gakes. That that is my guess. Um, but they will they will make it clear that this is narrowly drawn to protect the progressive. So I can't force indigo girls to write a song about how glorious the Second Amendment is. My left wing friends. Can I now? No, no more. Can you make this nice Guy who's just a wizard with the cake icing, celebrate Adam and Steve. All right? We got to move along swiftly. Oh my There's God. a workers' right case. Can, can your company declare or, or make you agree to just having arbitration not be able to sue them? That's uh, enough of that. 
huge, giant, super blockbuster case. We have very little time, so I'll move quickly. Is the location data that your cell phone company has on you private or isn't it? Do they have to get a warrant or don't they to figure out everywhere you've been? God. That is big. That gerrymandering one will will throw politics completely willy-nilly. A a lawyer for the ACLU says of the uh, privacy case, this is the most important Fourth Amendment case we've seen in a generation. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. That's a big deal. I know which side of that I'm on, but that's... uh... I'm a privacy guy. Gay cakes and districts and cell phones. Oh, my. No more forcing people to make gay cakes. Huh? How would that change America? Or lesbian pies. <laughs> Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.